This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. High Fivers, it's your boy High Five Tom, and I've got my very good friend here, Derry, New Hampshire's own Will Mercier. Will, how are you this evening, my friend? I'm doing all right, Tom. You know, it was a a windy, rainy day, so I have plenty of time to polish my Oakland nomination, <laughs> hang it back up on the wall. Nice, that's a nice plaque that you got. But how are you? I am good. I am good. But we it's, are. It's uh, impressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, life is short, but uh, I am good. But uh, speaking of weather, um, we've got my good friend here, Carl. Carl, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm happy to be here. Good. Uh, the owner-operator of Carl Allen Media uh, and future guest of Ring of Honor Revelry. We're going to bring Carl on here in a couple weeks uh, to talk about a Milwaukee show back in 2014. Uh, but I wanted to bring Carl on because if you listen to the show, you know I'm a big AAW fan, but Carl... You made your AAW. So. <laughs> you made your AAW debut this weekend, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, it was a huge opportunity, and it was. I got to meet so many new people, and it was a really fun experience. And a great show. Yeah, so I mean, they didn't call you. Said you said they didn't call you till Thursday. Yeah, well, uh, it was like a whole thing, and uh, but yeah, it was kind of it came together, you know, pretty quick and. You know, uh, it worked out great because I, I didn't think I was going to get to uh, get to do any photography that last weekend. And I, I got to do, you know, something amazing. So, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of like a, a it was a surprise and a good surprise. It was it was great. Yeah, it was it was a great show. So I don't know if you got a picture of Davey Vega kicking me in the face or anything, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, obviously some familiar faces. Obviously, I know you've shot probably Sierra and Joey a few times at least, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, definitely at uh, Mondo um, and right. Fourth Long. Um, yeah, yeah, I've definitely done, I've gotten a couple of their photos a few times. And also, um, when I used to do more like highlight reels, I got a couple of their matches at Russell League in Chicago last year. Nice. So you did Mondo Lucha too? Yeah, so I did uh, Mondalucha at the Cooperage. Uh, that was uh, my first time working for them, which was also a really cool experience. How the fuck does that work with, uh, I mean, that's got to be a whole new experience because there's no, at least the last show at Cooperage, it was, it was standing room only. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you had to fight for every inch, but that was, it was part of the fun of it, you know? Like, you kind of had to squeeze by and, you know, excuse me, excuse me, snap, 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 you know? It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. 
And uh, do you do do you have like a like a step counter on anything? Because you were running your fucking ass off on Friday. Yeah, um, I think I had like ten or twelve thousand steps uh, by the end of that day. So, yeah, I was definitely moving. Yeah, without yeah without leaving the twenty five by twenty five square area. So yeah, yeah, and, well, and like uh, running around too, trying to do you know backstage photos and stuff. There was just a lot of just a lot of stuff that goes on. Nice. Yeah, did you get any pictures with Jimmy Jacobs? Um, I did when he was wrestling, yeah, which okay. was pretty awesome. I like I got pretty much the whole show, so there's just a matter of making sure that they're ready to kind of be seen. So nice, yeah, because I said I mean, like we talked in, in pre-production list, I know they were pretty happy, and obviously I'm a big AEW mark, so yeah, it was it was really good to see. But um yeah, cause and also listen, I know it's on a bit of a hiatus, but are you and Will coming back uh, to the the other Will? Obviously not this will. I just thought of that. Are you guys coming back to the podcast game anytime soon? Yeah, yeah, that's still the plan. Um, we're just trying to get everything back together again and make sure that, you know, for season two, it's all, you know, perfect and right. Um, you know, you learn a lot of lessons as you kind of start doing a podcast. And, you know, the first one's definitely not your best one. So, um, you know, as you know, you kind of look forward and look at the future, you know, as, you know, you kind of learn things to try to make sure we keep setting ourselves up for success. So, uh, I would definitely expect that there'll still be, you know, a second season. It'll be a pretty good one. Nice. Yeah. Cause uh, that's obviously, that's how you and I met. Uh, Cause Carl and I, we are basically co-sponsors of the ICW Milwaukee uh, curtain. Yeah. So, yeah. Which they've finally been using for this show now, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a few little, you know, hiccups along the way, but you know, it's a pretty awesome curtain and, you know, it, deb- it you know, debuted at insane eight, which is, pretty sick so that was a, a banger of a show so yeah uh, yeah no i love i love icw i think that they're great uh the people there are great um it's always nice to be there yeah so and at the back at the bar so um well carl listen yeah we'll get you back on in a couple weeks because uh you were at uh the upcoming milwaukee show but uh before we let you go is there anything you want to put over before uh before we let you go um yeah um Make sure that you keep checking your calendars because there's a ton of Milwaukee wrestling happening right now, and I would not want to miss any of it. So, yeah, there's yeah there's uh, there's six shows in Wisconsin just this weekend. Yeah, yeah, um, I think Wisconsin's one of the best places to uh, experience wrestling. It's some of the best wrestling you'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good weekend. So, do you have any dates this weekend? Yeah, um, I am doing Wrestle League on Friday in Chicago, and I'm doing Fourth Wall on Saturday. Nice, okay. So, well, they're going to be pretty sweet shows. Um, Fourth Wall's doing a heavyweight tournament, so should get some nice beefy matches. I think that they're going to be pretty good, so. Yeah, that's, uh, I will, um, I don't want to say it unfortunately, but I said, I mean, um, we are sponsors of, uh, we love wrestling Tommy Trainwreck's company up in Pembine, so. Oh, Nice. So uh, that that does kind of have priority. Otherwise, I would be at fourth wall. But you know, hey, any, any chance I can see wrestling at Lapicas? I mean, is this perfect? So yeah, yeah, no, that's a great time. And hey, like you know, this isn't the last fourth wall show. There's a ton that's scheduled for this year. So yeah, it's not this one. Make sure you'll make the next one. I think so. Yeah, it'll be awesome. But Carlos, dude, I'm so stoked for you, my man. Listen, it's been you know we've only been about a year now. I think we've started to hang out, so it's been good. Yeah. To see. You're really blowing things up out there, man. So you're doing a good job. So 
Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, thanks for having me on. And I can't wait for our episode coming up. Yeah, it'll be awesome. So, uh, we got Carl Wilson. We'll stay in touch. And uh, um, I don't think I'll see you in person beforehand, but yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I look forward to it. All right. Later. Do appreciate you. Yep. See ya. All right, Will, my friend, we've got some uh, some questions of dishonor to go over this week. Yeah, make sure you follow Carl. I got him on the Instagram pulled up here. Oh, nice. Carl I- Allen Media. Uh, Carl with a K. Allen's got one L, A-L-A-N Media, one word. I suck at Instagram, so if you could send me that link, too, I'll put it in the show notes. I will, I will send it to you right now. Awesome sauce. But, yeah, Carl's a good dude. Like I said, yeah, we met through uh, through ICW Milwaukee. We are we are the co-sponsors um, of the curtain, I guess is a good way to put it. So, uh, but yeah, Carl, Carl's doing a great job, man. Like I said, you know, bullshit aside, I know they were really happy with his pictures over at AAW. So this is pretty much an AAW, you know, adjacent podcast anyways, as you had mentioned earlier, Will. I mean, you and your Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. I mean, we're affiliated with probably a lot of uh, a lot of companies. You're you're growing that that Midwest bubble, so I'm trying. You're gonna huh? be the you're gonna be the kingpin of uh, Midwest wrestling. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't know if I want that title. So, um, yeah, people are gonna be coming up. It's like, is it really a show if Milwaukee Tom didn't cover it? That's a good on, Midwest Wrestling Roundup, found on Visionary Global Media. Yeah. Um, another big week. Actually, three uh, episodes of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup coming out this week on uh, the aforementioned uh, Visionary Global Media. Um, yeah. So, an awesome review today just dropped. Hopefully, you got a chance to listen, Will. But, uh, yeah, because you're not much of a deathmatch guy, are you? Don't have a ton of exposure to it. Okay. Do you have IWTV? I, I don't see why I wouldn't. I do not have IWTV. Okay. Um, yeah, if you ever want my login information, they've got, I was pleasantly surprised, they've got a lot of old shit on um, IWTV. Uh, friend of the show, uh, short and sweet Bobby V, I was looking for some old M- uh, MIAW matches from like the early 2000s uh, that he was on, where I on IWTV, so... Um, yeah, Will, if you ever want my log on credentials, um, there's a syndicate because yeah, that Ruthless Pro Mat uh, show is going to be on IWTV, and um, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, uh, Dr. Redacted uh, versus Akira is probably going to steal the fucking show. Yeah. The Dr. Redacted's a, an in demand fella. Yeah. He just won the Insane Eight, right? Was that the tournament he won? Yep, yep. He's the in- current Insane Eight in. Recently relocated to the Midwest because the wrestling is so good here. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was a great conversation. I uh, I got hip to Ruthless Pro Wrestling through um, former guest of this show, uh, my friend Bucky, and then uh, my friend Germ, my friend Germ, uh, through the Real Wild podcast. Uh, the the owner of Ruthless Pro is on that show, but uh, um, yeah, enough of putting over my uh, Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. Will, um, how's your week been, buddy? It's been a week. It's been a week. Definitely feeling like we're on the up and up. I just still feel 
exhausted, but I've, I've moved on. I'm, I'm no longer heavily imbibing in the, the sparkling ices. We're, we're now down to just ice water and true lemon packets, which is from crystallized lemon. Hmm. So you don't do the actual just lemon wedges, just the, the crystallized ones, huh? The packet, like, she uses them in her Coke Zero. Okay. And it's like, you know, I I, I know I need to, because at this point, right, it's it's not like they're breaking the bank. I mean, it kind of is, because I'm getting to the point where when I started drinking them, it was just like, I'll have like one a day. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm drinking like four or five of them a day, which is, even though there's no sugar and whatever else have you, it's still not good for you. So it's like, all right, just... Ice water, and I'm like, you know, I'll I'll get a little wild and crazy. Hit some crystallized lemon in here. Nice. Well, you know, I'm trying. Mean, I guess a couple people, you included, seem to want me to last a little bit. So, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, this would be, you know, not as fun without you. And uh, I've got to at least last another what eight years before we hit the the end of the. The Sinclair era of Ring of Honor. Well, well, and also, Will, I mean, the two times we've actually hung out in the in the real life were a fucking blast. So, I mean, you know, I can't I can't take all the all the uh, the props for that. There was there's lots of people involved. Well, yeah, but it was just cool. I mean, that at the end of the day, just me and you hanging out, you know, sitting on a sidewalk eating our snacks from the deli, was a good time. It was. So I do like New York City. That was a nice January day, too. Like, well, you know, I was talking to Will in pre-production, so uh, obviously by the time this drops is on Saturday. But, yeah, yesterday in Milwaukee, uh, it was 73 degrees out, uh, and today it was 14. Um, and, yes, we are Flatlanders here, so that is um, a little weird. I mean, obviously, when I lived on Idaho, I mean, we get shit like that every day. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting snap. Because obviously, Will, um, geographically, you guys are obviously pretty far east into your time zone, obviously, right? Yeah, you hit. You can hit the ocean if you drive an hour east. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, so you guys, is the sun been setting past 6 o'clock ready for you guys? Probably for a little while. Sun's, right? been, setting, sun's been setting a little later. Uh, windy as fuck today. Rainy. Still like fifty degrees, but it feels colder because that the wind's been just going nonstop all day. But uh, yeah, Faith made an observation because uh, we're we're both dorks, you know, like with the sunset and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, today the sun will not be setting uh, before six o'clock till October. So we are out of the darkest uh, quarter of the year, or darkest third of the year. Which is funny because this actually corresponds because Faith's birthday is on October twenty first, my mom's birthday is on February twenty first, and between that is the is the four darkest months of the year. So, so yeah, the sun's been uh yeah been something a little later. So obviously with daylight savings coming up here, so yeah, and the funnier because we were um, when I was in Idaho, we were so far west in our times. Oh, it's actually be the opposite for you. You're so far east because we were so far west. Like, I mean, the latest, I mean, um, the earliest the sun ever set in, in Stanley was like 
quarter to six, like in the middle of December, but the sun didn't come up till, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. I mean, there'd be days I'd be walking to work, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning and the street lights were on and it's dark as shit and cold as shit, but, but, you know, this isn't a meteorology podcast as I, you know, as far as I know. All right. So, well, we got some questions of dishonor going on this week, eh? Did I really just we say do. Like, I didn't even do you that. hit us with the old A. Wow. Yeah, eh? I am. Is, is that is that subliminal branding for Frigid A, the, the latest addition to Visionaries Global Media? Uh, Co-hosted by Eric Freeds and SJ, who both sent in questions of dishonor. Wow, that is some fucking synergy. And uh, what's the take other? it? Segway. Take it, take it, take it and run. Take I, it and run, Tom. That's fucking awesome. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we got our first question from SJ, huh? Yep. We're gonna do the the old SJ sandwich routine here. So the first question SJ had sent in was what Ring of Honor wrestlers would be the first to go in a horror movie. Now, real quick, before we go any further with this great question from our uh, SJ, uh, our social media uh, manager, uh, you can follow, our car- follow SJ at Carnival of Chaos, but SJ and all the high-fivers out there, this question has spurned on another pad- podcast idea. So we will keep you posted on that in the very near future. Um, but it's this is a to be seen. Oh, I see what you did there. Will. It's a real knee slapper. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, first one now, 2014. I mean, the first one be the goal be obviously Congo because he can't fucking move, he can't fucking fight. So Congo Kong. Right? Are we, are we saying this is right? Because there's there's different ways to look at the question, right? So is this like the first one from like the group that gets Scott, or is this like the person who gets like whacked like in the opening before we've really gone like into the movie? Oh, yeah. I need to watch more horror movies. I do have Friday the Thirteenth. Couple of them queued up on my my uh, HBO Max. Uh, first one to go. Okay, not the first, not the slowest one. It's always like that joke when you're being chased by a bear. You just want to be the second slowest person. Uh, That's right. You just gotta be faster than somebody else. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I might have a brain fog. I'll I'll be the one to say it. Cheeseburger. Wow. Just like just like in the top prospect tournament, this kid didn't have a chance. <laughs> um I was gonna say ooh, I was gonna say Adam Cole, but now I think I'm gonna switch it to Truth Martini. Cause you always get the pervy guy that's, that's, a good, that's a good choice too. You always get the pervy guys trying to get his fuck on in a, in a horror movie right off the bat that gets killed. That's, uh, that, that's against the rules. You're not supposed to get your fuck on in a horror movie? Yeah, have, have you ever watched Scream? No, actually I haven't. 
I'd like to. I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I watched it on TV once, so I know it's not really seeing the movie. But uh, yeah, talking about the the rules, you know, you can't. There's no fucking right. There's no uh, no partying because those are always. You don't go looking in the basement. Yeah. You don't split up and go searching. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, Truth Martini trying to get trying to get his fucking ass gonna be the first one to go. I'll stick with cheeseburger. Everybody loves cheeseburger. Yeah, I mean, you want to kill one of your most beloved characters right off the bat, so I like your style, Will. Um, yeah, but yeah, congratulations to SK and uh, to Freeze, like I said, you know, joining uh, Visionaries Global Media, so. And uh, I had to share a personal anecdote with, because uh, Brendan was recently on Nattering with E, and uh, one of his favorite bands, uh, 90s bands, was live, and I just had to Share a personal anecdote uh, with Will and Brundon uh, about that band. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, join our Patreon, and we could throw you on our text message group. So, And yes, there's a joke. We don't have Patreon. Yeah, I don't think we should really share our text messages because they might get us in trouble. So, Right, those are uh, privileged documents. <laughs> um, so we'll follow, we'll, we'll follow up SJ's with a question we had from Freed's. He said, should Cedric have won the tag titles or challenge for the TV title in 2014? So, I mean, we're still pretty early on in 2014. I haven't read ahead of, like, what his his career path looks like, but I can see a TV title opportunity in Cedric's future. I'd buy into that. Yeah, Cedric's... The tag title thing is done. They gotta gotta leave that along. If... So one of those things where, like, if they go back to it, they got to give it some time, right? Like the the wizards talking about, like, you need to leave stuff to breathe. You can't just like snap back into it. It's like tag team just broke up. Like, let it. You got to let got to let the absence make the heart grow fonder. Wait, so have we been tagging Cedric Alexander and all these questions? Um, probably because they. They were being posted on that post <laughs> with Cedric Alexander on it. So he hasn't sent a question in yet. So, damn it, Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander. Um, well, Josh, you can send questions in too. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's no reason. Like I said, I mean, Ch- yeah, can you imagine a fucking match of Chomper versus fucking Cedric Alexander? I'm great. Sign me the fuck up on that one. Um, yeah, because I mean, listen, I'm, I'm like you will. I know there's only one thing I know that actually there's two things I know that happened this year. That's about it. Um, obviously, I'm not going to mention that because we don't want to spoil it here. But, um, but yeah, it's early in 2014. So, I mean, Cedric's got plenty of time. You know, he doesn't go to W because he signed with WWE because of the Cruiserweight Classic, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, he was signed after the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, so we got two. We got two good plus years of Cedric Alexander. So, yeah, I mean, which is also, great because uh, to, not to jump ahead to what we're actually reviewing, but Priest Coleman on commentary said that in five years, Cedric will be a household name. Oh yeah, I thought you were talking about uh, his favorite wrestler comment. Um, 
that was great too. Yeah, I mean, we'll save that. There was there was some great commentary bits uh, in the first half of this pay per view. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, we're just a, a huge fan of Cedric Alexander. He was just a fucking stud. So um, I want him on TV. Yeah, let's have hashtag somewhere let, anywhere. Yeah, let Cedric cook. You know, I mean, except XPW, do not Cedric Alexander not to XPW. You know, and just uh, maybe WWE loans him out to New Japan for the mess of Super Juniors and he sets the world on fire and then comes back to WWF and fucking is he, is he a Super Junior? I think he's uh, I think he's bulked up too much. Maybe I mean he probably lose. Well, I don't know. He I think he'd have to shed a bit. Is it two fifteen? He is a. It's about two hundred twenty pounds. Like or no, it's. They say it's like kilograms. Hundred kilograms. Which um, um, I want to say I want to say it's around two hundred twenty. Yeah, because uh, hundred kilograms is. Let me. Yeah, so Clark Connors like was in it, and he's a little over two hundred. Yeah, Dan, unless Dan Maloney. I mean, look at I mean, El Desperado. Cedric is a lot more muscular than he was 2014 Ring of Honor. That's true. I've been, actually I haven't seen him recently, to be honest with you. Oh, I mean, according to the quick facts here, when you do a Google search, his weight is 205. I just saw I that. He, I believe he would be, he could be a super junior. That'd be bananas. I'd love it. It's not going to happen, but I'd love it. Wow. God damn. Yeah, he is fucking bulked up. Get to some Cedric. Um, yeah, I mean. Well, you know, when you're, you're paired up with Bobby Lashley, you got to get big. That guy does not fucking age. Isn't Bobby Lashley? I think he's older than I am. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Shelton Benjamin. Oh, I'll be there. Where's Shelton Benjamin, by the way? Hopefully, he pops up somewhere. I feel like I just saw Shelton Benjamin pop up recently. Well, okay, yeah, so Bobby Lashley has yeah, a year older than I am. July sixteenth, nineteen seventy-six. It's just a fucking beast, though. So, Huge. Uh, Big guy. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, thank you to Eric, um, you know, for sending me any questions. Just let, you know, so it's good to have you on the fans. So make sure you're following uh, Nattering with E and uh, what's in, it's uh, Frigid, A. Eh? It's called Frigid, A. And that's Eric is at E underscore Freeds on Twitter. So... We're gonna we're gonna round out this this uh, SJ sandwich with her second question. It's not wrestling related, but she's curious as to what childhood comfort meals you guys still eat. She ventures the craft dinner with wieners and a glass of Kool Aid. Um, our host didn't have. I haven't had Kool Aid in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've had Kool Aid since. Late 80s. Um, Kool-Aid wasn't really prevalent in our house. 
Um, I don't know why. My mom really, or we used to do the, um, the country time ones, those mixes. Ooh, the, the country time is good. The 4C is good. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of crystal white. Yeah, crystal light. That's what it was. You're right. My bad. Good call. Purple drink. Red drink. <laughs> um, I remember, yeah, one time one of my asshole friends spilled a purple drink on my, my our brand new carpet that we were trying to sell our house. And my mom was not happy. But that kid was an asshole anyway. So that's that kid. Um, probably still an asshole. Um, still, I mean, obviously, I mean, macaroni and cheese. You know, I really shouldn't be eating macaroni and cheese, but I do love macaroni and cheese. But um, my mom's Caesar salad, my mom's got a really great Caesar salad recipe that, I mean, to this day, it's what I always request for my birthday meal. Um, this and, motherfucker's comfort meal is a Caesar salad. I quit. <laughs> it's really fucking good. I'll take your word for it. I, I I'm not a big uh, I'm not big on the Caesar dressing. Well, I mean that's what I'm feeding you when you get here. So, but I mean, I, I you know hey right if, if you know when I go over there, you're gonna load me up some Caesar salad and some pumpkin chili. Pumpkin chili is fucking good and it's good for you. Good carbs. Not a uh, boy. So yeah. speaking of carbs, that's that's where that's where I'm going. <laughs> Because what I think, so I mean, there's some things like, like a, a shepherd's pie. Mm. Like I'm a big shepherd's pie guy, but I like to eat that. Like I, I'd have that on like the regular basis. Something that's a little different. I don't make it exactly the way we had it growing up, but like a, like an American chop suey kind of deal. Growing up, it was uh, ground beef, tomato juice, and the pasta. So my brother was a really picky eater, still is, but wouldn't eat a lot. So like we ate this a lot. Mm. And every now and then I'll make it. But when I make it now, I use like ground turkey, I'm using like the spicy V8. I'm using my red lentil pasta that's got like 30 grams of protein per whatever have you. Nice. And you know, it still hits just the same. Like it still hits the the nostalgia. I probably make it like once a year. Yeah, I think, and then really, kind of like in, in the spirit of SJ's question, I mean, the way the go to really is just a, uh, you know, good old. The only time I like American cheese is in a grilled cheese sandwich. It's the old white bread and grilled cheese. Sandwich. Every once in a while, bust that out with the old steak. American American cheese food product does melt really well in a grilled cheese. Yeah. Um, definitely kind of reminds me of just, uh, whole days in the house and my, when my parents still didn't hate each other and, uh, you know, a little bit of white bread. So yeah, grilled cheese, yeah. American sliced grilled cheese along with Kraft macaroni. But, I, but with our macaroni and cheese, they said my parents always made it from scratch, uh, but with Spam. Spam and the mac and cheese is fire. Hot fire in all the best ways possible. And uh, that's funny because I introduced Faith to Spam. She was not aware of, of, of the greatness of Spam. And the Spam Museum like, the The last time I had Spam, I got it at a sushi place. 
Oh. A, I don't remember the name of it. Well, it's not. It was like a poke restaurant, and they had like the things where it's like the the brick of rice and the the spam. It's really good. Interesting. Listen, I couldn't tell you what the, the, the proper name for it is, but it's like a, a soy sauce marinated spam with like the, the, the seaweed band around it. And then the rice. It's good stuff. Because oh. spam in Hawaii, you know, kind of a big deal. Yeah. That sounds really fucking good, so. Uh, thank you to SJ, obviously. Uh, and then we've got one, uh, one more from UTT Rob, eh? We've got a question from UTT Rob. With the talk of Bobby Cruz on episode 113. I don't even remember talking about Bobby Cruz, but then again, I'm, oh, who knows? Life's a blur. Mm. If Ring of Honor 2014 ran a version of the Jericho Cruz headlined by Bobby Cruz... What events would be held, and where in the world would the Bobby Cruz Cruz be held? I'm going to say, well, I'm going to say where. Um, I'm a fucking bored. This is very high on my list of things to get done sooner than later. But I'm going to say Bobby Cruz's Cruz is held on an Antarctica cruise. Just to be something different. Could you do a cruise of Antarctica? Where would you leave from? Uh, Tierra Tierra del Fuego. They do do them. It's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll take your word for it. It's ever something I've looked into. Yeah, yeah, they, they leave from uh, from southern Argentina. Yeah, and you go to Antarctica. It's fucking wild. Yeah, that's actually very high on my list of things to do. So. Um, so events you could have would be obviously you could have a pond hockey tournament on the cruise hockey tournament on the cruise that's bold yeah so like you can have you're obviously going to have a you're obviously going to have a ring of honor shindig of some sort yeah so I'm yeah I'm going to say the survival of the fittest <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say the first uh, annual uh, Ring of Honor pond hockey tournament on the Bobby Cruz cruise. And then obviously you're gonna have uh, I mean, well, I mean, you could have some live bands. You could have a, a blue smock dancing or whatever the group is called play. That'd be dope. You could have drunken bingo. I don't know what that would look like, but. That just sounds like bingo. Who? The real question is, this is a cruise ship. Who would be smearing the vanilla soft serve all over themselves? Neutrino. 
Hey, Mark Briscoe. Yeah. Mark, Mark Briscoe does seem like he'd be a vanilla soft serve kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, he's from America, so. Um, I bet you Mark I bet you Mark Briscoe could pile high a cone of the soft serve. He's probably got the the motion down. <laughs> Do that jumbo size. You know, I used to pour a pretty good cone of ice cream, soft serve ice cream myself back in the day when uh when I worked with Stanley Idaho Will. There it is. That's there the mention. Have, if you're considering a trip, consider Stanley, Idaho. You definitely should consider Stanley, Idaho. So, um, and they're doing a really good job of being open year round now. So they're really actually pushing the winter sports. Uh, so it's more of a you know, it's now that I think of it, I dated a girl for a while who was originally from Idaho, and I want to say they might have been from the Stanley, Idaho area. Interesting. Yeah. Or something with a starts with a P. Starts with a what? With a P? Pocatello by any chance? That's the one. That's where Faith went to college. So yeah, I dated a girl named Carmela who was from Pocatello. Oh shit. Huh. Um, little known fact that Nikki Six of Motley Crue actually lost his virginity in Jerome, Idaho, with the peace hometown. That's very interesting. We've been in Jerome, Idaho. That's all I would say about that. So, um, back to the crew. I'm, uh, I was saying, I'm more... I, no, we were talking about a different crew now. I find... I'm fascinated that Mot, the dude from Motley Crew left California to lose his virginity in Idaho. Well, he actually grew up in Seattle, and then he got oh. yeah. So when he got shipped to like his aunt's house or his grand, because like he didn't get along with his mom, so he got shipped to like a grand. Oh, he got he got the he got the Fresh Prince treatment. Yeah, but yeah, new shipped. So yeah, it's in the first couple chapters of the Dirt, which is a good book if you ever get a chance to read it. By the way, I should because I should spend more of my free time reading. Well, we'll just say the word. If you want me to send you my copy, I'd be more happy to. I'm, I'm sure I could go to the Dairy Public Library and find one. Yeah, yeah, you probably could. You have a nice library. You know, I was kind of shocked they don't really kind of really go along the Stephen King thing, but... No. It's, it's there in New Hampshire. I mean, it's... Yeah, but still, I mean... There, there's a handful of good libraries around here. Like the Kelly one in uh in Salem. That's a good library. Manchester obviously has a good-sized library. Portsmouth has a huge library. Hmm. Huge library. Yeah, but I, mean, I was kind of shocked that they didn't, you know, I mean, obviously it's Derry, Maine, instead of Derry, New Hampshire, but obviously where he got the name town was from Derry, New Hampshire, so. But uh, back to Rob's question. Um, yeah, i Cruz Cruz. Yeah. But uh, when I I try to do a, little, a cursory a cursory search here about old Bobby Cruz, oh, his right. history and whatever, and, uh, it's all Ring of Honor. His professional career is like all Ring of Honor. I you you scroll down to social media, it's all just Ring of Honor. So I think Ring this Bobby Cruz Cruz is going to leave 
out of uh, out of Maryland. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's just going to be sitting in the bay. They do like an event where it doesn't actually like really leave the port, but they'll have like some battle in the bay or whatever. Something along the lines of like state of the art wrestling's finest. Okay. Could have the old bay battle royal. And uh, Will, as we are recording this on February 28th, uh, and it's kind of ironic. Yeah, we got a Bobby Cruz question, isn't there? It is, because today, I don't know if Rob had enough foresight and just knew the recording schedule that was going to coincide with this. And if he did, kudos to UTT Rob. But today, is, as we record, is Bobby Cruz's birthday. That's awesome. So happy birthday, Bobby Cruz, the voice of Ring of Honor, he was sorely missed at the 12th anniversary show. But yeah, he turned 51 years old today. Yeah. That's good shit. Um, so it was good shit. One last question from Brundon. Um, oh, yeah, listen, my Cruz, Bobby Cruz. Okay, small kiss. You startled the shit out of it. It's okay. So, so how do we want to do this? So, Brendan's question is uh, multi-layered. We we gotta we gotta have a uh, pulling it up right here. We we gotta pick a basketball team. Yeah. Yes, the base who's our who are our starters in Ring of Honor 2014 basketball team? You know, obviously it's a starting five team, you know, sorry. Um and his pick were uh point guard ECH, obviously, shooting guard Patrick Alexander, obviously, ball forward romantic touch. I thought that was a nice one. Uh power forward Kevin Steen and uh Chris Hero as the center. And then we got the cheerleaders, Veda Scott and Maria. Um R.D. Evans could reprise his Archibald Peck gimmick when he was in the band, and Paul Turner can ref because Sinclair is too fat to run up and down the court. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough not to pick ACH as the point guard, so I'm going to try and pick somebody different here. Tadarius is too clunky to be a point guard. I'm going to say Kyle O'Reilly. Um, yeah, I'm going to say I'm Kyle. Back. The wind, the wind blew. The uh, the wind blew really hard, and uh, I, I I I was gone, but I'm back. Yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, I kind of figured so. Um. Yeah, like I said, I was saying, like I said, ACH is just a, a perfect fit for a point guard. So, but I'm going to pick Kyle O'Reilly as a point guard. Will okay, and then 
I just want everybody to know ahead of time. They probably know this already, but I don't know shit about what the different positions of basketball are supposed to do. And everybody's just an offensive shooter now. So, yeah, I mean, uh, my my team is just based purely on uh, there. There's going to be no strategic placement or picking. I could pick terribly. Yeah, I'm going to go with Adam Cole as a shooting guard. Power forward. Okay. Oh, shit, Roderick Strong. Yeah. Wait, what are the other positions? So, I'm missing one. Let's see, you got you got your point guard, you got a shooting guard, you got a small forward, right? Power forward. And right. center. Yeah, Roddy's a is the small forward, um, power forward. Um, Michael Elgin, and then your center. I, I could see Elgin drain. I could see Elgin draining some buckets. You know, in the in the park after dark. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's deceptively fucking, you know, agile, obviously. Um, he is. I mean, Chris Hero's a great center, and I, mean, I want to pick Artie Evans because he's the other tall, lanky guy, but... Yeah. Artie Evans is like the guy who says he's on the team but isn't actually on the team. Artie Evans is warming up the bench. Um... There aren't really a lot of tall guys in Ring of Honor. Not especially tall ones, no. I could see Caprice Coleman being a really awesome shorter, but center. No. Yeah, Chris Hero's like the tallest guy in Ring of Honor. Actually, I'm going to make Mark Briscoe my shooting guard. I'm you know Jay was a, a, star, a star in football, but I can't think of a fucking center. Reno? I don't know. So, like I said, I don't know what all the different people do. So here's here's the five I pick. Okay. So your, you and your squads out on the court, you're, you're lacing up, you know, your, your off-brand Pumas getting ready to go next. And then this squad of delinquents rolls up, you know, Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish, Cliff Compton, Chris Hero, and Adam Cole, baby. There to just ruin your day. Yeah, it's funny because I'm actually watching uh, something on Disney Plus. All the, the old 30 for 30s are on Disney Plus now. Um, all the bad boys of uh, the Detroit Pistons. So that's a very Detroit Piston-like lineup, Will. I like your style. Damn, I'm a NBA savant. I didn't, I'm going to have to add that to my resume. Fuck yeah. NBA analyst. Yeah. So... Well, Will. Um, you know what they say, Tom. It's better to be pissed in than pissed off. You know, unless you're Brock Lesnar. Who? 
Um, well, Will, uh, time for the main event. Uh, but before we go to the main event, uh, real quick to take a quick break here uh, to plug all the great shows here on the Visionaries Globe Media. Uh, the aforementioned, like I said, Nattering with E and uh, Frigid A uh, podcast recently added to the um, Visionaries Globe Media Network. Uh, we got a new episode. I love the name. The Frigid A. The Frigid A. Yeah, it just makes sense. Um, we did get it. I have not yet listened. Sorry, guys. I will get it tomorrow. Uh, but there was a new episode of the Phoenix Clock Podcast uh, starring uh, two former guests. And uh, probably, uh, well, obviously, Brett's coming back on tomorrow, uh, as we had mentioned. But uh, JCB and Brett did a new episode of the Phoenix Splash Podcast. Uh, shout out uh, to Good Cop by a Cop uh, with Matt, uh, Nishkai, and the heart and soul of Good Cop Bad Cop. And uh, whenever Graham's missing, you know, we definitely miss him. Uh, but Graham, a good cop, bad cop. Um, obviously, we talked about the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup earlier, but uh, obviously, shout out to Chad Diesel. I did get to hang out with Diesel this weekend. That was awesome. Uh, and uh, all the great shows here, and hopefully, some new ones. Um, Ed Vision is a little me. Oh, advanced from ringside. Uh, you know, really kind of holding it down. You know, the, the other weekly show here on the Visionaries Globe Media, but also. Uh, make sure you're checking all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. And Will and I will talk to you after the break. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh. We cry. We interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling. And we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms. And we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps.
Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right, and I'm not going to do my typical one right there on the count-in. Uh, shout out to my friend Josh. Uh, he had a good, he thought my, uh, I kind of do the one thing, you know, if you ever listen back to the episodes or anything, my comment I kind of hit the button on one. Even leave it in the recording just to be a smart ass because that's how I roll. But, uh, Will, this is uh, Ring of Honor's 12th anniversary show, uh, which happened on my, uh, diggity dog. on my mom's 73rd birthday. Back in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, and uh, real quick, uh, I'll kind of explain how this comes into, into fruition here, but my friends Matt and Adam over at the Dork Side of the Ring podcast do a uh, this day in wrestling history. Um, the dates usually don't coincide, but this time they did, which will actually come into play here in uh, this event. But uh, our opening match will. Silas Young, Milwaukee's own. Versus Derry, New Hampshire's own. Whoa, Will. That's kind of fucking crazy. It is crazy. Just don't uh, don't lose track of the outcome of this there, big guy. Don't worry, I won't. Um, and actually, Silas isn't from Milwaukee, and I'm not either, but I do like the synergy of it. Oh, no. Um, but, Will, I do want to point out, because uh, I'm going to sign my... I'm more surprised about Silas Young not actually being from Milwaukee. I think he was originally from Green Bay. I mean, he moved down here and was based out of here for years. So I think for all intents and purposes, um, but I do. That's right. Taven doesn't claim Taven doesn't claim being from New Hampshire, so it's all right. 
That's stupid. I like New Hampshire, so. Um, but I, I do want to. I'm not out. technically from New Hampshire. Either. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But I do want to pick up, point out that uh, both Matt Taven and Silas Young were my 2013 uh, Mike Mondo breakout star uh, predictions. Okay. Just throw it out there for Those you. Some good picks. Um, did you know that we named that the yeah the Mike Mondo breakout star of the year award? So, speaking of which, you haven't seen that fucker in a while. Hopefully he's okay. Nope, sure have. I haven't even seen him on the so. Sorry, well, uh, another thing worth mentioning is uh, Scarlet is on the call tonight. We have no. Bobby Cruz. So Scarlett is doing all the ring announcing. And it really didn't come into play, which isn't a bad thing, but I kind of would have liked to have seen a little more, I guess, like recognition on like, like when Taven's coming into the ring and Scarlett's in the ring, like, oh, you're doing announcing now. Or, I mean, we'll get to it later, but Kingston points it out. Yeah, that's one way. But it feels a little—it feels a little weird that like Taven and Truth Martini aren't really, I don't know, acknowledging it as much as you'd think they would. Interesting. Martini did a little bit because I think he called her a whore. That's all. Now I know you weren't a fan of it, but I just thought—I mean, for. I didn't like her inflections. She also didn't sound terribly well prepared either. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Ring of Honor, so I didn't even know she was doing it until, you know, half an hour beforehand. And they're like, oh, yeah, can you go out and buy, like, a nice dress? Because, like I said, like, in our text messages, Will, um, she did at least look the part. She was dressed very nicely. I mean, like, professional. She, She did look the part. I watched a TV this week, so I didn't get the introduction of who was on the call. I was just I kind of like squinted at him, like, "Oh, Scarlet." Yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, back to the match here. Um, obviously, these two have great chemistry. Uh, clash of styles. And uh, and Martini's at the desk, by the way. And Truth Martini's definitely on the desk. Um, and. Uh, you know, these two have very similar wrestling styles, but they go about it very differently. That makes sense. But, uh, yeah, like Will said, Truth Martini's on the call. Uh says him and Taman are dumb, or are done, sorry. Uh, but they go through my next note. Uh, Truth does mention uh, that Matt Taven is young, dumb, and full of um, ignorance. I was like, wow, really, Truth? Um, but in the end, uh, Matt Taven hits the frog splash. Uh, guess the win, and we get a code of honor from Silas. No, we don't. So Silas shakes his hand. I mean, is, is he does shake the hand. He just doesn't let go after. Um, but then he starts beating up uh, Matt Taven, uh, much to the happiness of Truth Martini. Uh, but Silas, no sells Truth Martini. Um, unfortunately, just right, does- uh speculation if this was a, a play by Martini and Silas Young together. 
Well, just a, a happy accident. Truth Martini was out there when known code of honor neglector Silas Young. Sore loser, Silas Young. Yeah. He's all shaking the hands when he wins. <laughs> yeah. Um, but unfortunately, just due to life, I did watch this match. Uh, my notes were not very good. Um, a super solid opener. Uh, definitely a very Ring of Honor-ish type match. Um, lots of good moves and everything. But, Will, did I did I miss oh, yeah, it? The very... Very good match. The, the closing sequence was great. Uh, Silas goes for... Um, is it called... It's Misery, right? The one where he goes up on the corner and is like the springboard? I'm pretty sure, yeah. So he goes for that, lands on his feet. Taven hits him with a super kick. Leads into the frog splash. Great showing for both guys. This was a fun match. Yeah. I'll, I'll preemptively say this was a good show, other than like one segment being dumb. You could bad. I think I think the words we both used were god awful. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm 100 with Will here. Um, in action, I mean, storylines were further. Uh, the action was great. You know, they're, I mean, every match meant something, um, you know, it's continuation or starting. Yeah. Um, and speaking of storylines, obviously, uh, this next match was chock fucking full of them. Where uh, Adam Page, Mark Briscoe, and Cedric Alexander take on the decade. Um, well, obviously, Caprice Coleman was on the call. Obviously, we know Caprice and Cedric are obviously uh, tickets to use in uh, the best way possible. Um, but, Will, who's... Uh, Caprice who's- Coleman said he's not going to tell you who his favorite is, but it's the one that looks like me. <laughs> and I missed that the first time when I watched it. Uh, so I was glad you texted that to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this match is obviously a shit ton of fun. Um, and I said, you know, this match featured five studs and BJ Whitmer. Um, lots of crazy. Yeah, I mean, the. Oh. I mean, we're talking about storylines, right? So we have uh, we have the commentary storyline where Carino is upset that notable, great commentator Chris Coleman is at the desk with him. Yeah. Not that Carino's jealous or anything. And uh, the the big talk right is bullying versus leading, and how what the decades doing is bullying these younger athletes. And they even talk about shaking the hands at the beginning of the match. They don't shake the kids' hands like well, they should shake Mark Briscoe's hand. He has been here since day one. Yeah. Um. And uh. This match was, if people don't follow, follow us on Twitter, I took a screenshot of Mark Briscoe during the match, and that's that's how I felt watching this match. You know how to like make make memes or anything? Because that would be a great fucking meme. 
I mean, that's that's really all it is. You just got to use it enough for it to catch on with people. Okay. I wish I had. I wish I had the technological prowess to make like gifs because the gif of Mark Briscoe shaking the camera would have been great. So we'll figure it. So yeah, anyone out there listening that's uh, a good gif maker, let us know. We'll uh, we'll put you to work. Um, but they're playing the storyline here that Adam Page was scared to get in the ring. Um, I think he so he got in the ring, but he's he's being swayed right because he's new. He's not super new, but he's fairly new. Yeah, and he's not trying to make waves. And that we they saw what happened to Cedric at State of the Art when he he didn't unlace the boots. You know, they brought out his bag, they threw it around the ring, he had to change on the stage. And Adam Page uh, doesn't want to make waves. Yeah. And for those of us that know, hmm. you know, you know, you know. So at one, at one point, Page is in the ring and he's uh he's uh he's hesitating. Mark Briscoe tags himself in. He's like, "You gotta, gotta get your head on straight there, my boy." Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah, lot, lots of great action uh, in this match. In oh, especially match. towards the end when it's winding down. Yeah, that, I that, love that. Uh, another commentary bit. The um, also, I love that. I love that at the start of the show, because Carino's got his Phillies tie on. That he shouts out the baseball player. He he he's like, I dedicate the show to where he's like it's spring training. He's probably not going to watch, but it's the the player who plays for the Phillies that they had talked about. It was at an, another show because he sends him a letter every year. Oh, Ryan Sandberg. Yeah. He's not a Philly, though. Oh, well, he got his, he had his Phillies tie on because baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Ryan Sandberg was for the Cubs. Oh, so maybe it wasn't Sandberg. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it. Okay. Or maybe, maybe you know, I'll hear it on, maybe I'll hear it again on TV week in uh, two weeks. Maybe, you know, next week. So. Um, but I love the crash. And I love how even Carino chimes in when. Uh, because they all go flying. Like Page does a move, Briscoe hits a, a blockbuster. Cedric does a Tobikon Hilo and gets major clearance over those ropes. And Capri says, "You know, soaring and scoring." Capri's like, "He's not here anymore." And Kim Kelly's like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's crash and burn now, and it's all Carino." It's on a T-shirt. Really? So he's gonna try he's gonna try to get it hustled onto a t-shirt. Yep. Um that was awesome. Yeah, because I know so big big action, great moves. Um unfortunately after this big show, everybody's rolling back in the ring. Uh Adam Page does get dropped with the all-seeing eye, but not before in a tussle, Cedric Alexander hits a backbreaker on Roderick Strong. And, and Roderick Strong has the biggest sour puss on his face. He's selling that backbreaker. Like, no tomorrow. Um, yeah. But the, the deck kid gets the win. No handshakes. They do go ruffle some feathers at the announce desk, though. BJ yep. Whitmer is getting sick again of Steve Carino just talking nonstop shit. 
to yeah. the point where Carino's headset's taken off. They're they're getting physical. Caprice is trying to like separate people. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if Steve Carino said anything that is not incorrect, well, that is incorrect. You know, we we initially thought Steve Carino just being an asshole. You know, maybe Steve Carino was right the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I said, that that was another thing that got me too. Where uh, Carino told Caprice, like, you know, you're a good guy. He's like, and you know me. He's like, I'm not such a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, compliments that all seeing eye move. It's a. Uh, it's almost like Jimmy Jacobs and BJ Whitten were a team together before. That's they, they do team up really well. Yeah. Those, those three guys team really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brendan, thank you for, for letting us know uh, that actually had Jacobs and Whitmore, actually former Ring of Honor tag team champions. Um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a really cool move. I like that. So, yeah, Jimmy Jacobs hopefully is now a proud owner of some Ring of Honor reverse technique. Uh, which I still need to send to Freeze like your promised thing like six months ago. You know, you know what else we got? We should make business cards. Because when I was at the, the show the other night, I was talking to Brian from Drive By, and uh, the fellow that Brian was talking to, we were talking about wrestling and stuff. And it's like you know, if I had a business card with the links and stuff on. That might maybe that's an adventure to look into. Um, yeah, Does Vista Print still do like 500 free? <laughs> retail. Um, yeah, it's funny to say that. Yeah, that's how get, get that snazzy artwork out and the links. And yeah, that's how I got hit to Carl's podcast. Too, yeah, they had the um, business cards and everything on there. So I was like, hmm, good idea, Will. And I don't know if they still do it, but uh. Those free lunches when you drop the business card in the little drop box. Yeah. Your cat needs smoke. This is been making that. But this was okay. killer match. Yeah, great match. There, uh, there's a lot of great matches on the show, but this might be, this might be my match where I say if you're going to pick one match from the show to go back and watch. Really, I mean. Like there's no misses on the show. There were no dud matches, so I mean No. Um This uh this has potential to be show of the year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Nick is next, uh for the Ring of Honor T V title, even though I was gonna say even though this isn't TV, oh wait, it will be on TV. Um It is they acknowledge it on commentary that it's uh because yeah. they talk about like, it's the hour of TV. Oh, I can't swear on TV. Oh, in this up, upcoming hour, it's like, I really hate that. <laughs> um, well, they even announced uh, on quote unquote TV that this match is coming up in two weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, and like, and like to start the match off, you know, like Steve Perino said, uh, these two weren't paid by the hour. Uh, they beat the living piss out of each other. Um, yeah, I mean, they both even kind of hit their finishers. Uh, Hanson even kicks out of the air raid crash. Um, there's a really he cool did where uh, he, he hit his spin kick of doom, but Tommaso Ciampa kind of rolled out of the ring, 
kind of, he kind of, you know, you didn't quite get all the way out of the ring, but yeah, he, he managed to like roll to the ropes. Smart move. That was enough. Um, there was one spot where Hanson had a uh, jump on the corner and he had his ass to him and he was doing the back elbows, but like he was like taking his elbow like down to the fucking earth. Oh, yeah. Like the full fucking, I was like, oh, Jesus. Full range of motion. Hand on the mat. Like you're getting ready to charge a, a line, you know, like you're an offensive lineman. Yeah. You're just throwing those elbows back. Um, hit him with a Bronco Buster, too. Yeah. Well, he hit him with a fucking uh, uh, a big splash off the top rope, too. I thought that was it. I was like, whoa. Right when he hit the moon, so it's like, goddamn, that's got to be. It. <laughs> I mean, I'd be done for, I'd be done till 2017. Um, I also love the bit where he he lands, does the cartwheel, but any cartwheels to change direction, and he hits him with the lariat. It's like crushed him. That's some athleticism, right? Fucking there. Um, but there was a you know impressive feats by Champa. You know, he, he was able to muscle up Hanson for quite a bit of offense. You know, and they gave Hanson a lot of room, too, to get some offense in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he hit that moonsault, and then Chopper kind of picks out and then rolls into the Sicilian stretch. Uh, but then, you know, then Hanson ends up picking him up, you know. Um, yeah. And then uh, he, he kind of wiggles away when he's trying to, to keep re, uh, repositioning him. Yeah, and then he—that's where he hit that spin kick of doom, and like you said, yeah, Champa being smart, rolling to the ropes because he can't lose the title on the ropes. Uh, but in the end, Champa, uh, you know, Hanson was on the second or uh, uh, second um, second rope. We're gonna do another big splash, but uh, Champa goes up there, grabs him, and pulls off a Project Champa on Hanson. Not a small fucking dude. That could not have felt good on a Hanson's back and b Champa's knees, but uh, for the win. Masa Ciampa, you know, retains the, the TV title, and uh, we get the obvious quote of honor here, because fucking, if you didn't know about Hanson before this match, you're sure fucking hear about him now. Another great match. Code of honor, and they held the ropes open for each other to leave the ring. Um, Awesome. I mean, these two are... They, there's, some, there's some extra respect. Yeah, I mean, Taylor made for each other. Um... You know, I, I didn't have him also Ciampa versus Hanson on my 2014 Ring of Honor bingo card, but looking back, I probably should have. Another great match. That was a, really, that was a great match. These, uh, uh, these TV title matches from the top prospect winners, you know, it's two years in a row. Been uh, some serious business. Yeah, I mean, Hanson didn't pull off the win, but he definitely won the I guess uh, preemptively look forward to 2015. Yeah. But speaking of respect and top prospects tournaments, uh, we see Michael Elgin in the ring, and Elgin's pissed that Matt Hardy's not here. Um, his uh, his flight was canceled due to the weather. Um, poor folks says the Michael Elgin. Um, but you know, and I watched I watched this a second time on twice speed, and Elgin was still so slow talking through this promo. I'm like, I I am on double speed, right? I'm like, I sure am. Um, but, uh, you know, he says Matt Hardy did miss his flight. He's just scared. Uh, but Ring of Honor is a company of opportunity. And, uh, you know, they gave him an opportunity. And now he's going to give Roll that same opportunity. Like I said, I mentioned to the group, I'm like, 
holy fuck, we are getting Michael Elgin versus Roll, Raymond Roll. Sign me the fuck up. Um, this might have been my um, match of the night. Um, it was really good. I mean, Roe, right out of the gate, hits him with a drop kick, drops Elgin to the corner, picks him up. He goes for death row, like, right away. Yep. And Elgin hastily get, gets out of the way of that. But, I mean, this, this was a Haas fight. Yeah. I mean, it was... There was a lot of just power move, power move, power move. This was not a finesse match. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, and like you know, they said earlier, these two aren't paid by the hour either. And then um, the the lariat the lariat spot where Elgin missed with the right, but then he swung back around and he caught him with the left. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. You know, and then there's that one spot. I mean, obviously we see Elgin do that that 60 second delayed suplex, but to do it on Raymond Roll, and I swear to God, I thought it might have been 90 fucking seconds. He had him up there. Um, when he and then the one where he lifts him from ringside, like he kind of touches the feet back on the corner and then does the suplex, but still, like Roll's a tall guy. That's a that's a lot of man you got to hoist up and over and around. You know, he yeah. ain't no cheeseburger. No. Um, you know, roll battle back. Uh, some awesome fucking chops here. Uh, Steve Carino didn't like that. We even got a carry Silken shout out in the match. Um, though they fucking kept deadlift suplexing each other. Um, and he fucking roll even got that one arm fucking power power bomb suplex thing he does on fucking Elgin. Oh, El- Elgin, the, the German suplexes that Elgin did, like the, the deadlift German suplex, like one was like from into the ring, and then he did another one. It's like, it's crazy stuff. And then the match concludes not with the spinning back fist, but Elgin on the outside power bombs Ray Rowe into the barricade, rolls him back in, and then hits the spinning power bomb for the win. Yeah, I mean, and then they shake hands after. I, I'm not gonna lie, Tom. If you power bomb me into the barricade, then power bomb me again. I don't know if I'd be shaking your hand. <laughs> well, I mean, Raymond Roll likes to wrestle. I'd like- probably be probably be hitting him in the dick, but somebody's got that covered. So, yeah. Um no, but I mean, he understood, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, this might, I, I don't know. I'm torn between, you know, that six-way, this, and the tag team matches coming up. Um, Isn't it great that the two finals for the top prospect tournaments have prominent matches on this pay-per-view? Against top stars? After we complained that their finals match was a little on the short side? Yeah, I mean, that was the only complaint about it, but yeah, um, love it. I mean, obviously, you know, big things are coming. Well, that's all we got to say. So, um, if- and Elgin obviously looking to get in line for a title shot, and he uh, he almost got a shot from the title because in runs Adam Cole, goes to hit Elgin with the belt, Rayro intercepts it, and then Mike Bennett slide him in. 
Nut shots for everyone. Yep. That is until Jay Briscoe comes out like a house of fire. Uh, and Adam Cole screws off. But, uh, yeah, once again, Bennett Cole, no one really knows their relationship right now. But uh, these two guys. No, because they, they've really only had that one other tag team match where they did come out on matching gear. Oh, well. You know, because Maria is playing up when she eventually gets down to the ring. Saying, oh, I had no idea what was going on. I was just lacing up my boots. I, I didn't know. Yeah. I think Maria's full of shit, if you ask me. But yep. nobody's asking me. But Jay Briscoe, again, not a fan of sticking to the production. Note, says, let's uh, let me whoop Mike Bennett's ass right now. Yeah, for Jay's title. Um, Steve Primo is very animate that say for, for Jay's title because Jay said he's going to because del- uh, Jay Briscoe says he's defending it anytime, anywhere yeah but uh, Jay Briscoe comes out uh, on fire um, I'm to Sinclair here is very lenient with the count, with the count. Uh, but like Will said earlier you know Maria finally gets her shoes on and comes out to support I do some commentary. Um, Bennett, I mean, it's Jay Briscoe. Um, obviously, Jay, we miss you uh, very much. But uh, Bennett observes a lot of punishment. Uh, but obviously, you know, and uh, Adam Cole comes off of the distraction. Uh, and Bennett low blows Jay. But Jay kicks out of it. Jay appearing here to be having balls of steel. Uh, and while Cole Maria. It was a very slow blow. Yeah. Uh, Jay kicks out of it, but while Cole and uh, Maria have the um, Todd Sinclair distracted, uh, Jay returns the low blow and gets the win. Um, I do Get love low blow to the Jay Driller. Uh, Thanks for coming, Michael Bennett. Yeah, I forgot to the Jay. That's a huge part of it. Um, but I did love the optic because the way they shot it, you can see Cole and Maria kind of like, okay, we distracted him, uh, leave him be, but they didn't know. And uh, he also took a nut shot. So, um, Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe is still, um, well, champion in his world, I guess. So, uh, another great match. Uh, not the best on the card, but um, I mean, it's wasn't really still much not of- bad. Still yeah. really good. Just a fucking fight. You know, an awesome fight nonetheless. So, um, and then will another match of the evening contender. Uh, after Adrenaline Rush had won a Proving Ground match, uh, we had a tag team match um, between Adrenaline Rush and Reed Dragon. Uh, shout out to the Mark Warner. That's right. Tag team title. You know, Tom and I are chomping at the bit here. You know, after all the Caprice and Cedric, the CNC Wrestle Factory ups and downs. What about this other tag team of two African American wrestlers? Maybe they can dethrone the Red Dragon. Yeah, and it's crazy because I didn't realize that ACH had such a nice run here in Ring of Honor, which makes me happy. I mean, anytime I can see ACH, I'm very happy. But uh, um, and I, I didn't I, know ACH was a boxer. I didn't know that either. They brought it up on commentary how he was a champion boxer, but he did a moonsault off the ropes and they disqualified him. He's a showman. Yeah. 
Um, I, li- I like that it started off with Tedarius and Bobby Fish, like the two legitimate like martial right. arts. Yeah. Guys are talking about like, oh, you gotta you know manage your distance from the opponent, or whatever, so you don't leave opportunities open. Um, yeah, and like, and, and we said this the last time these two wrestled on me. Any combination of these four, I could watch all day. Um, just another, just, just a great match. I mean, I I couldn't take notes because I was watching too well. Uh, but there was a one spot where you know AC gets to go for the dive, and Bobby Fish kind of like gets his way on the apron. Um, then he slaps Fish and then uh, slides in behind him, goes out and slaps uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, you know. Um, oh yeah, they had a really good spot where uh, they did their finishing move on uh, Bobby Fish. In the way they shot it, you couldn't see his feet, and then his foot got on the rope. But Eric counted three and then noticed it. Um, that was really well done. Um, yeah, heartbreaking moment with uh, was ACH got the pin on Bobby Fish, but Bobby Fish was close to the ropes. Todd counted the three when ACH got up to celebrate. He saw that Bobby Fish's foot was on the ropes, and Todd Sinclair is a stand-up guy, so he said no. His foot was on the ropes. The match isn't over yet. Yeah. And then the hubris of the baby face. They're all caught up in their emotions. They're mad. They get all caught up in it. So rather than stay on top of it and put the tag champs away, they they argue. ACH gets a little hot-headed. And Red Dragon's able to make a comeback. O'Reilly... Yeah. Hits him with an arm bar. They they get out of that, but then he gets him in like a triangle. And ACH tries to get the the vertical base, but when he gets up, O'Reilly's able to slide over and just hammer that arm bar on. Well, he got into that arm. after. Oh, the the one because yeah, because the first one he had the arm bar extended, and then Bobby Fish hit the flying headbutt on him. Because he had, he could he was holding on. He wasn't letting go of the arm. So Bobby Fish did the diving headbutt. Really nice diving headbutt. I mean, Bobby Fish. I mean, great, great, great wrestler. Yeah, um, but yeah. You know, in the end, you know, like Will. Great said, jaw jacker too. So good with the crowd. I mean, really fires people. Oh, code of honor at the start of the match. He said, "This is my favorite part." Yeah. And then when people are chanting yes, he goes, it's no, you idiots. Um, but in the end, you know, ACH goes for a frog splash. And, and like Will said, you know, Kyle O'Reilly just catches him in the arm bar. And not too much longer, you know, he's got a tapper. You don't tap or snap. Yeah, because there, there was a moment earlier in the match where it looked like ACH tapped. And it wasn't called. Where even Kevin Kelly pointed out. Because at some point, too, Karina left commentary at some point. Yeah. And I missed where he left. Because part of me, when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe it was after the stuff with B.J. Whitmer, but he was at commentary for the the Ray Rowe and the, the Hanson matches. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not positive where they didn't really announce Carino leaving, but then Nigel was on commentary. Come on, Nigel. Um, but yeah, and then Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish being Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish say, hey, you guys were this close, but you couldn't get it done, could you? Yeah, uh, and ACH is still arguing, arguing with Todd, tell, you know, trying like, like you were beat and they go to comp fishing or rather go to commentary and fish is like, that's the difference between us and them. You know, we're the champions. We get the job done. They almost had it. Yeah. But almost doesn't win you championships. Nope. Then nope. Kyle O'Reilly's like, I just need to say something too. Yeah. I mean, great match. Um, my notes don't do it justice. Like I said, it's definitely one of those matches where I was just too busy watching. Um, yeah, this, this is, if people haven't figured out, like you, you should watch this one. Yeah. Um, the, this was the only parts you could, I'd say fast forward through is there's one segment towards the end. And you, if you want to fast forward through the entrances. Yeah. Um, but well, the, the matches are all top-notch. Well, hopefully this is signs of what Ring of Honor can be going forward, and I think we are trending in the direction that way, so I hope so. But uh, next, Will, um, ironically enough, this match uh, was not mentioned as a match of the night contender, but really probably could have been too, but uh, Jay Lethal versus AJ Styles. Tom, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to ask you if you believe me or not. So I watched TV first. I watched TV first thing this morning. Um, I did happen to fall asleep at one point. I'll give you a guess as to what match that was. And uh, oh, I will say, shame on me. Shame on me because this was a great match. I mean, I, you know, as much as I don't like Jay Lethal necessarily, I do like me some AJ Styles. And the crowd was hot for Lethal. They really were. They were. He was super over. Oh, hot, hot for both. Yeah. Um, these two are great. Obviously, a lot of history uh, in other companies. Um, and something that I never thought of before, but when when AJ made his entrance, and I was looking at it, I'm like, why is this look so similar to like what the Motor City Machine Guns look like when they come out? It'd be a hell of a trios. If it hasn't been, I'm, I'm sure it's happened somewhere. Yeah, probably. Or maybe it hasn't. Maybe that's a great idea. Somebody, somebody steal that. Make that happen. <laughs> um, well, man, obviously these two are just great. Uh, there's the one, you know, surfboard uh, figure four submission by Lethal. Um, I love like the yeah, like the kind of like the he had like a heel hold. He was holding on with his arms and yeah. AJ's trying to like reduce the pressure, but because he's trying to like way he's moving, Lethal can get his feet under like the underarms, yeah, and hoist him up. But unfortunately, puts his shoulders on the mat, so he can't hold it for more than a two count. Yeah, um, AJ Styles hits a drop kick at one point, actually flips around back onto his feet. Um, Here's that jerk-off guy that's in the crowd, the guy I had beef with at the final, final battle. Um, he did all these fucking shows and fuck that guy. But uh, um, another match, like I said, I mean, it was just 
go back and watch it. You know, you get two opportunities. You know, it is the main event for TV, uh, for Ring of Honor, or Ring of Honor TV, episode 128. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're both targeting the leg, right? Because we, uh, Styles, trying to damage the leg to prevent the lethal injection. Um, you know, lethal gets a little hot spot. He hits the lethal combination. Takes a little while. He calls for the lethal injection. Styles intercepts him. And uh, great counter. Yeah. Yeah. He, he hits. Calls. He hits. He hits him. He power bombs him first, right? Mm-hmm. Was it a power bomb into the Styles Clash? So I want yeah. to say he hit him with something else before he went into the Styles Clash. Yeah, he countered and then somehow got him into like the, the power bomb thing and then yeah, then picked him up for the Styles Clash and he got a code of honor. Uh, but AJ gets the win, he's two and all coming back. Two two big wins. One's over Roger Strong, one's over Jay Lethal. Yeah. Um, looking pretty good. Because as I said, AJ Styles, great pure champion, but never heavyweight champion. Yeah. Maybe that will change. Uh, Maybe. And then Will's favorite music, Outlaw Inc. comes out, kicks uh, Scarlett out of the ring, calling her a whore. Uh, they're pissed off. I was I was intrigued. I, I was a little intrigued because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about them. I hadn't even thought about the fact that they haven't been around. <laughs> and uh, they've been suspended by the yuppies, uh, but they're getting a new member sooner or later. And uh, that was that. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, don't don't watch the segment. The segment sucked. It wasn't very long. They, they both are, they both are capable of way better. And Eddie was just off. Like, it's like he he went out there, and like it's the, the, as soon as the wheels started coming off, like the whole thing just like he couldn't get it back on track until like the very end when they were leaving. Yeah, homicide didn't say shit. You know, pretty much like we got suspended. You people support this company while we're starving. Eddie Kingston doesn't look like he's starving. Yeah. Um. No, it just wasn't good. It's 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 worse because you know they can do better. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. So we'll keep that nice short. Um. But our main event will. Now, this is interesting. I you know I watched some segments. And like the main event, there's only two hours left. This is three hours long. I was like, are we going to really gonna get Adam Cole versus Chris Hero for you know almost an hour? Um, but unfortunately, that was spoiled uh, by my uh, the aforementioned friends over at the dark side of the ring. I uh, actually gave the results of what happened, uh, but we'll get into that. But uh, we got our main event here, Will, of Chris Hero versus Adam Cole. Um, you know, got a quick review of how we got here, obviously. You know, um, Chris Hero pinned Adam Cole in that match uh, to get this shot. So, um, I'll say it a lot, Will. Adam Cole could take a fucking whipping, whooping, and goddamn fucking Chris Hero can give one. Um, really surprised Chris Hero slash Cassius Ono didn't get a bigger push in WWE. He seems kind of like a WWE guy. I think it might have been a weight thing, but he's still good. Um, 
And Will, I don't know if I've ever seen something like this, but the crowd doing that whole crybaby gimmick thing at Adam Cole was intense. The crowd was on fire tonight. We had we had a shave your mustache chant. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they're I mean just they, they chanted something like they all beat you or whatever at Red Dragon. And Adam Cole was like hung up on the crowd several times where he's just like looking at the crowd like just like in shock. Yeah, they're all doing that. I mean, they're all like doing whiny crybaby things. Like, I can't even explain it, but they're literally going, Wah! like every time we talk, like, like, Kevin Kelly's like, oh, he's, he's fixated on the crowd. I'm like, somebody going to come out of the crowd? Like, they keep going, they keep cutting to the crowd. What's going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, these two are great. Like I said, I mean, you know, Adam Cole takes the opening and Chris Hero gives it. Um, once again, you know, uh, Chris Hero does that, uh, you know, put the guy on the sh- on his shoulders. Actually, I think he's only done to Adam Cole. You know, like he puts him on the shoulder and then, you know, he drops him off and hits the rolling elbow. But Adam Cole showing off his ring IQ, taking a powder. And he sits out on got him. Doing dead weight. Um, you know, then they get back in the ring and Adam Cole kind of fires up, but, uh, Nickler takes an elbow. Um, of course, Chris Hero uh, twists Adam Cole up in some kind of submission uh, that I've seen out of nowhere. But, um, you know, and obviously Adam Cole taps, but I say this all the time. I know it's supposed to be, you know, entertainment, but if you got a submission and you don't hear the bell, even the guys tapping, why don't you just keep him in the submission until the ref shows up? Um. Yeah. So, and then, uh, but yeah, it it is what it is. Um, that's just me picking this, but a uh, great match, lots of great action. Um, you know, hit hero did hold that submission for a little while, uh, which is awesome. But in the end, uh, Adam Cole super kicks Chris Hero. Um, and then it it did take three of those stupid bullshit, uh, Florida Keiths for the win. So, um, which was I thought was kind of weird because we got twenty five minutes left. Uh on the clock here. Uh, so we'll see what's going on there. Yeah. In the end, Will, like I said, took three of those stupid bullshit Florida keys, but, uh, and of course survives. Um, I was a little shocked because we got 25 minutes left in the pay-per-view. This was, this match was fine. So this back half of the pay-per-view, I'm going to, I bring this up because as you said, you just said, there's 25 minutes left in this pay-per-view. And there's not going to be more commentary. The commentary once Steve Carino left took a nosedive. I did not like the the Nigel Kevin Kelly commentary on the back half of his pay per view. Yeah, like Nigel is like, like the good guy authority figure. It's just like, I wish we got swarmy fucking you know asshole Nigel McGuinness, but yeah. Um, but because uh, this this match felt a little long, I know it really wasn't like it wasn't any longer really than the match before it, but it just felt long. And I think if it was there was like a snappier commentary team, maybe it would have helped it go along a little faster. But it was a good match. Yeah, I mean these two good, guys are good on Adam Cole. 
know, these, these guys are pros, you know, they're really good, uh, um, really good at what they do. But uh, we had some, here's some familiar uh, interviews, Bill. Detroit Coles in the ring. He's on his way out, and uh, the old blue smock Nancy comes over the loudspeakers. And Kevin Steen comes out, and he wants his rematch right now, um, which is funny because he lost the title 10 months ago, Will. Um, so it's got his rematch. It's just weird. But, you know, we've, we've had theories on why that happens. But uh, I am Cole, obviously, taking a powder. I mean, you spent 25 minutes in the ring with with Chris Hero, can't blame him on that. Uh, Steen gets on the mic and he tells everyone at ringside to leave, uh, like Will mentioned, because we're not going to have any commentary. Uh, he says, This is no longer a Ring of Honor show. This is the Kevin Steen show. And he wants Cliff Compton out here not to interview him, but to, piss, to beat the piss out of him. Um, and Will, what did you text me about uh, this match? I didn't even realize it was a match. I like there was so long before I realized there was a referee there. I'm like, so is this like an actual match? Are they just brawling? Like it felt it felt so it's like deafening when there's no commentary over it. It's like what's even happening? Like But I said, and you said you have a funny story. I said, good on Cliff to get a paycheck, just have the dog sheet beat out of him. Because Cliff got a little bit of stuff, but for the most part, this was 25 minutes of Kevin Steen beating the piss out of Cliff Compton, beating the absolute dog shit out of Cliff Compton. Um, yeah, my my funny story was, like I said, yeah, I, I had mentioned this a couple times previously, but uh, yeah, my friends Matt and Adam over at uh, um, at the Dark Dork Side of the Ring podcast, you know, going over the matches, and they said, yeah, you know, Adam Cole and Chris Hero. And then uh, Kevin Steen beat Cliff Compton to wrap up the show. I was like, what? So they actually spoiled the show for me because I didn't know that's what it was. So I just thought that was kind of funny of, of all time. So um, that was a little a quick chuckle. But um, I don't know. I like, I like, I personally like the no announcers for this. Um, that just seemed like a fight. Like you said, it was technically a match. There was a ref there. But goddamn, Will, that fucking, you know, obviously, you know, Kevin Steen, you know, does that nut shot on Compton on the post. And then he ties him up in the post. And then those fucking un- those unprotected fucking kendo shots. Oh, my. so Steen hands the kendo stick to Compton. Then he first he drops it. And then the first swing, the first swing Steen takes, it hits him like right in the side of like in the ear. Oh, it's like oh. And Cliff is swinging lower, like not being an asshole. Kevin Steen smacks him in the face with one. I mean, the bit with the barricade where Steen's just going like around the ring. He's getting the crowd chant, whoever chants the loudest. He throws him that way. He's like shrugging at the other side. Like, oh, no. Yeah, like I said, I, I really thought Steen's interaction. I thought, um, yeah, Steen's... Uh, yeah, Steen's interactions with the crowd were fucking great. Um, and Compton's too. Um, really kudos. I mean, like like Will said, I mean, kudos to Compton, you know, and he got a little bit of a some, some kudos from, from Steen in the end. Um yeah, just a, a fun brawl. You know, they bust out ladders and obviously chairs. They did break the trope, at least, you know, 
one time Kevin Steen set up a table and, you know, he actually put Compton through the other way around. Um, they bust up the ladder. But in the end, obviously, uh, the package pile driver onto the uh, ladder ends Cliff Compton's night. Um, you know, Steen kind of gives kudos to Compton. Uh, but he says this, you know, this better be over because now he's going to be going for the championship. Uh, and then out comes Outlaw Inc. again. Is Kevin Steen the newest member of Outlaw Inc.? But uh, See, I didn't. So I must have stopped it too soon because I didn't see them come out again. Oh, yeah. My hubris. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't miss one, but... Uh, you know, he said he's, next time he comes to Philly, you know, he's going to be champion. And he promises that. And then, um, yeah, Eddie and they just come out like chanting. He's like, well, you know, when I was champion, I actually beat both you guys. And I was like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And then uh, Steen's like, watch the tapes. He's like, yeah, everybody, that's a tape. I know that fucker can't work a DVD player. And they got to watch the tape going. Um, yeah, and that was that was the show. Well, Steen's going to be back in Philly as the Ring of Honor champion. So, um, well, real quick, uh, before we go over this, um, you know, this is a Ring of Honor TV show. Uh, it was Ring of Honor, um, episode 128, original air date, March 1st, 2014. Um, we're not going to go over the matches because we just did. Um, but we got Elgin versus Rowe. Uh, Jay Briscoe versus Mike Bennett, and then uh, Jay Lethal versus Adrian. I admittedly had not actually watched it yet. Watch it, okay. but uh, over those, no need to do that again. But I do want to mention that. But Will, let's go say it. Your first Ring of Honor I pay per view. Would you keep watching? Yes. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoyed go it. Go watch this show. If you don't have access to an honor club, we will give you the credentials so you can watch this show. Wow. I'm, I might I might put the, the fork in it now and say show of the year right now. Yeah. I mean, there's that definitely, you know, so if I'm obviously the year's young, but uh, Will's not too far off for sure. Yeah, we're technically this technically aired in February, so we're still in the first Two months of the year. I'm already saying show of the year. Yeah. Every, like I said, other than the Outlaw Inc. bit, and I didn't mind the Cliff Compton and Kevin Steen stuff. It just went, again, it felt a little long. Um, that was just me. You know, you really enjoyed it, but I would say, like, this is this is a must-watch. Yeah, I I would put I would consider myself in the market for a DVD copy. Wow! Of this show, it's setting the bar high, which makes me nervous because there is a lot of year left. Yeah, last time we were really excited for a February show. We know how that turned out, so. Yeah, but that one was at the start of February, and then it tanked. This is at the end of February. Hopefully it's not Mall or March or something like that, so. 
No, I'm, we're we're going to be back in Milwaukee. It's going to be aces, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've got uh, some good info on what's about to happen in Milwaukee. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So. And then next week we're getting the TV title match. I don't know if they said ahead of time what other matches are going to be on TV. But as it usually goes, you know, we'll probably get all the matches on the card laid out on TV somehow. It'd be interesting. Maybe, maybe not the bit with uh with Steen Compton. They might do like a. A little recap of that. I don't see him showing the whole King Kabuto on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder. Hmm. I wonder, my friend, so... So that—that's uh—that's that's the show, folks. Yeah, that was uh, I don't know, all in all, really fun. You know, uh, it's good to have Carl on for a couple minutes. Looking forward to having him on in the future. But uh, the future is bright, will you know? So we've got a lot of story. I mean, you know, unfortunately, we we have a peak of what's going to happen with the decade. Um, that'll be interesting. Um. You know, we'll see what happens here with uh, the top, you know, the quote-unquote top prospect tournament. Um, by the way, speaking of the top prospect tournament, uh, it's actually wrestling in uh, Wisconsin on Saturday. Tadarius Thomas? Uh, he's not wrestling Tadarius Thomas, so. Um, I can tell you where. Maybe I missed part of the question. You you said top prospect tournament. Oh, no, I'm just saying Andrew Everett's going to be wrestling it. I mean, oh, and Andrew Everett. Yeah. My bad. I didn't. Sorry. I meant that part did not come through. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, oh, Andrew Everett. It was, again, poor cheeseburger. Uh, thanks for coming in. Haven't seen him since. So he got, you know, crushed. Yeah. He's still, he's still recovering from that spin kick of doom. Yeah. But it was a good bunch. I mean, Romantic Touch, Hanson and Rowe. I mean, you guys stay for longevity, even Cheeseburger. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you never see Cotton again, but. Uh, I don't think we do. I hope not. So, yeah. Um,. I really truly enjoy, you know, really enjoyed. Um unfortunately I kinda had to rush watching this, so I might actually rewatch this uh this week. Um I think I missed a few things, obviously. You know, just uh, This is coming for me. Tom, I watched the pay-per-view in one sitting. Wow. Double speed though, right? I double speeded through um the Elgin match and the Briscoe Bennett match because I had already seen those. I watched the the lethal AJ Styles match on single speed because I slept through it. 
Hmm. Not just that, though. Like, I woke up again. I was, like, halfway into, like, the prior week's episode. So I won't let Jay Lethal take all the blame this time. I was probably just sleepy. Yeah, watch watch the show. Twelfth anniversary show. <laughs> yeah, really might, good. Might even be my favorite Ring of Honor show of all time. Maybe maybe we'll put that in there. We'll have it pinned up there for now. I mean, I'd have to. Def- Definitely better than Death Before Dishonor 2022. <laughs> Everything's better than Death Before Dishonor 2022. So. Uh, no, I don't think everything, but a lot is better. They're bound to have some stinkers in the next eight years that we're covering this. Yeah. Tom, anybody you want to thank or shout out beyond the usual? No, I don't give a shit about anybody. You heard the man. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. So fuck all y'all. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> uh, no, um, actually, I do really want real quick. Um, obviously, it was um, I do uh, one half of uh, the co-founders of Visionaries Global Media Diesel for traveling to Minneapolis or Minnesota with me. Uh, but speaking of Minnesota, I do want to um, shout out, obviously, uh, Mr. Kevin and Molly Rogue uh, for hosting us at their house. Uh, it was a great time. Sorry we kept it up till 4 o'clock in the morning again. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was a good time to, to watch some wrestling with Molly. And, uh, you know, I may or may not be related to J.J. Rogue, but fuck that guy. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Grand Grell for being really old and putting on a 20-minute match. Um. Yeah, and uh, looked pretty decent doing it. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, shout out to my better half who's currently sleeping. Shout out to the cats. Uh, obviously, we'll shout out to you. Um, appreciate you putting up with my shit every week. But, uh, yeah, and I will actually see you tomorrow, man. Oh, man, you will. So, yeah, stay tuned for uh, some more Ring of Honor Revelry bonus content. But, Will, do you have anyone you want to shout out Only the usual suspects this week. I, uh, the day this episode goes up, I will have doggy paddle plunged in the morning and I will be at the scissor fight show that evening. Got the scissor fight. And if you're in the Massachusetts area, you want to hang out. Chaotic Cold Fury on. The Friday, the 14th, 15th. Well, I know we figured this out last week, too, and I've forgotten already. Uh, Ace Austin's going to be there. That's going to be damn good time. Love to be able to get a picture with him if I am able to, but, you know, you never know. April, or March 15th, Cold Fury, Utech Center in Lowell. My buddy Joe scooped up the last two second-row seats that were together. Nice for for our viewing pleasure. So it's on Twitch, right? They air their stuff on Twitch. Let's see if I can tune into that. That's on. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm that town. So um, yeah, make sure you check out all the great shows. Um, yeah, that's the big 
check out. Uh, there will be a Wrestling 414 retro conversation dropping tomorrow. Uh, just reposting the conversation I had with Country Ear about a year ago. Uh, Doc just got out of surgery. Uh, so Doc's been out, laid out for a little bit, so I thought I'd drop that. Just a friendly reminder of how awesome Country Ear is. Hopefully uh, Doc is back to kick the off the time soon. But uh, Will, uh, shout out to you, my friend. Um, I will see you tomorrow, but as it drops, I will see you in about eight seconds. Hell yeah. Podcast time. So uh, I'll talk to you later, Will. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.